You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode number 48. This is season one, and Crowley let the off season begin. The World Series wrapped up Saturday night down in Houston. Astros eliminating the Phillies, and that means that the baseball is open for business, if you will. We've got some dates and uh, times even and names of uh Fans all across baseball, Cubs fans in particular, are going to keep their ears and eyes on in the upcoming days. Dustin, here's what I'm going to tell you right now, man. With this offseason right now, we have the offseason calendar right here. There is no offseason for the Fly the W podcast, Mike. That's we, right. we, there is too much going on, and I have a feeling this is going to be one of the most important offseasons in a very, very long time. So we have a couple things you want to take a look at date by circle it in the calendar and stuff that we're going to talk about on the podcast Thursday, November 10th is the te- is the deadline for teams to make qualifying offers to their free agents. According to John Morosi, players will have until Tuesday, November 15th at 3 p.m. Central to reject the one-year $19.65 million qualifying offer. So Wilson and Wade Miley have five days to decide to accept or decline the qualifying offer for the Cubs. So the Cubs have to make an offer, which we already know they're going to do with Wilson on thir- by Thursday, November 10th. And then Wilson has, and Wade Miley has until Tuesday, November 15th to decide to accept or reject. If they reject the qualifying offer, then they are absolute free agents and, and, and uh, they have opened up shop. And some notable names, we mentioned Contreras and Miley, Jose Abreu and Johnny Cueto from the White Sox. Jose Urania is a guy that kind of I just put on here just because we talk, we're going to have to talk about pitching, but he may be just somebody that interests me. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Trey Turner, Craig Kimber, Brandon Nimmo, Aaron Judge, Aroldis Chapman, David Robertson, Noah Syndergaard, our old friend Jose Quintana, Josh Bell, Mike Clevenger, Jock Peterson, and then the rest of that shortstop class along with Trey Turner, uh, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa, and Xander Bogarts, Swanson, Correa, and Bogarts selected free agency today. So I threw in some names from the past, and I threw in some names of interest there. Um, but but there there's free agents out there. Would you be interested in a in a one or two year deal for Noah Syndergaard? I don't think so. No, I wouldn't. Um, I, I I think the velocity is just not there anymore. I think he's at best a uh, middle reliever. Okay. Uh, I don't. I, I think the Cubs have better options that are going to be cheaper. So, um, you know, we all remember those Thor days in Shea Stadium. Yep, he's where available. He was, you don't, yep. This is not a qualifying offer. You don't have to sign him in 19.65. He's, no. he's out there and available now. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be interested in him, no. All right, so uh, then on the 18th, Crowley, we've got the uh, tender deadline. So I bring this up because this is the one that, that, that burns Dustin's hide to this day. Okay, so teams will have to decide which players they want to tender contracts to for 2023. This applies to any players who are under team control but not yet signed to a contract, okay? So when you have this arbitration, right, and and you have arbitration players, that refers to people that have three or more years of major league service but less than six years of major league service to become eligible for salary arbitration if you haven't agreed for a contract the next season. That was the big deal, if you remember, with – Chris Bryant, and now they've they've gotten rid of that rule, where they called him up late and 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 got the extra year of control. So you have these guys for six years of control, right? And once you get to that six years, that's free agency. But between years three and six, 
you can decide whether you want to tender the contract. You know roughly what the money's going to be, and you have to decide whether or not to offer those players the contract. And that, Dustin, is how Kyle Schwarber left the Cubs. The Cubs non-tendered him. So they did not offer him a contract. And when you're not offered a contract, now you become a free agent. Yeah. And he was like, it was like eight or nine million dollars. It was, yeah, it was, it was something small, eight or nine million. Baseball terms. Yeah. That, that's so that, that tender deadline, that was the shocking tender deadline in 2021 was Kyle Schwarber. Right. And so, so guys that, are there guys that Cub fans have to worry about coming up? Well, yes, you have Ian Happ is coming up. So this is his final arbitration year. He'll be a free agent next season. So uh, he'll be roughly about $10.6 million. Uh, Steven Brault, he's a relief pitcher. He's arbitration two. He's up 1.7. Fran Mil Reyes, $6 million. He's near two. Uh, Rowan, Mick, Rowan Wick is $1.5 million. Alec Mills, Brad Wick, Nico Horner, Cody Hewer, Madrigal, and Ortega. What's your uh, – looking into your uh, Cubs crystal ball, Crowley, what do, you, what do you see the future for Nick Madrigal? I mean, it's it's he's he's in his first year of arbitration, and so it's going to be cheap. It's one point one million dollars. I, I I say they probably keep him around. I can't see them non-tendering him, um, but I really don't know if there's much of a future for him on this team. We'll see. I mean, it is clear that Ian Happ is going to get you know tendered a contract, and it's it and Nico Horner hundred percent, and Cody Hewer hundred percent. And I think Magical's is pretty close to 100%. All the other guys, your your uh, Brault, Reyes, Wick, Mills, Week, Brad Week, if you remember him, uh, Ortega, those are all guys that the Cubs are in a, a interesting situation this year where, and this is going to get to our next um, calendar date where you you have a 40 man roster, right? And you you can only and once somebody's on the forty man roster, they're protected. Teams can't grab them. But you know you're going to have to make decisions because of the amount of players that they have and the amount of young studs that the Cubs have that they're going to want to protect. That they're not want, going to want other teams to poach. So this, this is going to be like I said, a very very difficult um, some situ some difficult decisions by Jed Hoyer that are going to have to be made in Carter Hawkins' relatively short time here. Yeah. And then Crowley, one of your favorite guys, Matt Mervis, right? Unbelievable what he ended up doing. Yeah, Mervis, Mervis, great, but we got one more deadline to look at. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No worries. I'm excited about Matt Mervis because I'm, I'm. The more you've <laughs> talked about him, the more interested I've gotten about him, and now I'm getting excited that we might actually see him competing for a big league spot. So. I got, I got ahead of myself, sir. It's getting exciting, but we do have the deadline for replacing Rule 5 eligible prospects on the 40-man roster. Protect them from the Rule 5 draft. That's going to be on November 15th, the same day as the qualifying offer has to be accepted or rejected. We talked about Wilson and Wade. So the Rule 5 draft is a major league draft that happens in December at the GM meetings, right? It's going to be, I think, the first week of December. And so the point is, is that you're not just stockpiling all this talent and not playing them, right? Like imagine the Dodgers, okay? You can't just keep keep guys down there forever. So what ends up happening is that they have to be eventually, after a couple of years, they have to be put on the Rule 5, uh, they have to be put on the 40-man roster. Otherwise, they're eligible for the Rule 5 draft, okay? So with the Rule 5 draft, you can pick up, you can take another player from a different team, but you have to put them on your 40-man roster, for the entire season. 
You can't option or put him in the minors. You can't be like, oh, he's a young guy. Put him in the minors. They have to be on the big league club. So you only have 26 spots. So taking up a spot all year and not having the option to move them is very risky. Okay. At the same time, there, there's, like I said, when you have a good farm system like the Cubs, that's an opportunity for a team that may be not really deep and not have a lot of talent to pick somebody off and, and get a real bargain. Right. Um, I don't know if everyone remembers Hector Rondon from the Cubs run in 2015, 2016. He was a rule five pick draft that paid off really well for the Cubs. So, you know, you have to keep them all year. And if not, then they have to clear waivers and they go back to their original team. So there may be some prospects as, as the Cubs, we, we've gone over a lot over the prospect list and, and, and kind of the top 30 prospects and guys have started to get bumped further back. And the further you are from that top 10, top 15 spot, well, then there may be a chance that another team might be eyeballing you and trying to pick you in this Rule 5 draft. So if you're the Cubs, you have to kind of take a gamble. Who do you think may be taken by another team? Who do you want to protect that you think is surefire? So those three dates that we just talked about right there are going to be are going to have immense repercussions for the Cubs. So you got the 10th, which is the qualifying offers. We know they're going to happen. The 15th is when they got to decide on it. Uh, the 15th is also the rule five, uh, when you have to have all the rule five players put on the 40 man roster that you want. And then the 18th is the non-tender deadline. So three big dates. I got, I got one more date for you, Crowley, that I just saw recently. What's that? The MLB announced its inaugural draft lottery will be December 6th on MLB network at 7:30, and the Cubs have a 1.1% chance to land the number one pick in the 2023 amateur draft. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> and that, that has to be right around the winter meetings as well. So I right would all imagine, I would imagine so. So pretty so, pretty interesting there. We we got we got a lot of weeks of exciting things happening. That's why I'm telling people you don't 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 disappear on here because uh you know there there's just going to be a lot. It's I know, you know, football, but if you're into Cubs baseball and especially you know, I can tell you the last last year there was no offseason and it was boring to kind of talk about the Cubs. I mean, how many times could you revisit 2021? This time we have between free agency and, and all these important dates that are coming up with the rule five pick and then the and and all this stuff. It, it's going to be exciting. And you were you got so excited. You wanted to talk about Matt Mervis. Matt Mervis. Matt um, Mervis. We, they just recently had the Arizona Fall League had their version of the fall. They call it the fall star game. Right. And so that's where the best of the best of the Arizona Fall League. Remember, these are the top prospects throughout baseball. And um, Matt Mervis was was selected, and he was um, also invited to the All-Star Game, uh, to the Home Run Derby. I apologize. And so if you looked here, uh, the Home Run Derby, you know, you, you go head-to-head and you go three rounds. And the winner was Seattle prospect Roberto Perez, who finished with 32 homers, through the three rounds, all three rounds, right? Uh, Orioles prospect Heston Cajard finished second with 32 homers through three rounds. So Perez beat him in the head-to-head matchup. But if you added up all their homers through three rounds, they both had 32. Matt Mervis finished third with 19 home runs. So a very good showing. And Matt Mervis was absolutely rocking some of those balls. So it was fun to watch. And like I said, I mean, how can you not get hyped about this kid? And then on Sunday, he hits an opposite field to run Homer and was named the Arizona fall league MVP. So, uh, you know, this kid is just, I guess Keith law doesn't see much in him, but all I see is this guy keep producing. Yeah, I, I, he's somebody that we definitely need to uh, 
to keep our eyes on, our ears on through this podcast. I am very excited and very intrigued by Matt Mervis, and I, I thank you for really uh, putting more eyes and ears on this young guy. You know, and, and that's what we wanted to do with this podcast. Obviously, there's the big team, but but there's a lot of excitement going on with these minor league players, and, and there's and there's more to come. And and that's what I would tell people is that we will be covering all this stuff on the podcast, and just don't you know, just always like I said, that's why it's really important that everyone just listens, subscribes, downloads. And when you subscribe, that way you're on everything and you don't miss a show because a lot of things are going to be happening this off season. If you're a Cub fan, this is one you really want to tune into. Yep, as they like to say, miss a little, miss a lot. Well, Crowley, that's a wrap. Season 1, episode 48, Let the Off-Season Begin is in the books. And let the off-season begin, my friend. Yes, sir. And if you don't want to miss anything in the off-season, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, FlyTheW670, or on Facebook at FlyTheW. And you can also email us with your comments and suggestions at FlyTheW670 at gmail.com.